0: On today's podcast from the North Wahala Church of God, Pastor Neil ministers during a youth service on Sunday evening, February 18, 2018. His message is Chasing Donkeys or Chasing Destiny. Now, here's your speaker, Pastor Neil Nolan. Amen. Let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 10. There we go. And when Samuel had caused all the tribes of Israel to come near, the tribe of Benjamin was chosen. When he calls the tribe of Benjamin to come near by their families, the family of Matri was chosen, and Saul the son of Kish was chosen. But when they sought him, he could not be found. Therefore, they inquired of the Lord, further, has the man come here yet? And the Lord answered, there he is, hidden among the equipment. Another translation said, he is hiding out amongst the baggage. I want to preach just for a few moments tonight, chasing donkeys or chasing destiny. Chasing donkeys or chasing destiny. Tonight, I believe there's young people that's got to make up their mind. And I'm going to be your friend tonight and let you know that there's been some bad things happen to you. But I'm also going to be your pastor tonight to let you know that those bad things do not define you that God can lift them up off of you and place you right in His will that He can use you. Can somebody say amen? Amen. You may be seated tonight. While you're being seated, look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, tell them. Say, quit chasing. Donkeys. Yeah. It's all right. After coming to the church of God, the church of God was a little too hot for me when I first started visiting. I was still living in sin and doing things that were ungodly. So after meeting my youth pastor, Joe Grice, I decided I was not going back to church anymore. And I felt like if I didn't go back to church, then God couldn't find me. I would just stay at home and nobody would come look for me. God couldn't find me. And I would throw some more parties and be about my own business. But all of a sudden, Brother Rankin one night, I was sitting there not going to church. And I thought, you know what, it's gonna be a good night. And I'm gonna go out with the boys and it'll be all right. Then all of a sudden, a man of God knocked on my door. I don't know how he knew where my house was. I don't know who gave him the direction, but he was about six foot five, and weighed 300 pounds, and even if I wanted to fight him, I knew right then I couldn't take him. So my youth pastor walked in, he said, you gonna stay home tonight? I said, well, I'm thinking about it. (laughs) And he said, no, you're going to church. And I said, no, I think I'm staying home. And he said, no, you're going to church. And so Joe Grice walked in my house with my parents there and said, you're going to church. And I finally said, yeah, you're right. I'm going to church tonight. Amen. And I went to church and I made my way to the altar, repented of my sins and realized that no matter where I went in this life, God could find me. It's the beauty of God, the omniscience of God, the all-knowing power of God, young people that no matter what's going on in your life, God already knows and He knows where you're at tonight and God can find you in your worst state and let His hand be upon you and change your life forever. That's what's taking place right here in the book of 1 Samuel. What happened real quickly in the book of 1 Samuel, young people, was this. They wanted a king to be like every other nation. But what they didn't realize was they didn't need a king. They already had a king, God was their king. And God's a jealous God, but they kept pursuing and saying, we want a man. And God told them, you don't want a man. He's going to fail you. He's going to take your money. He's going to take your daughters to be his wives. And he's going to have many wives. He's going to take advantage of you. And God is saying, I'm holy, and I'm just, and I'm righteous, and I'm pure, and I want to bless you. Why do you want flesh over me? Nevertheless, they said, no, we want a man to be like everybody else. Young people, be careful when you try to be like somebody else god has made you beautiful and peculiar you're not like everybody else you are a chosen generation and a royal priesthood tonight and so when they said that finally it's one of the most heartbreaking scriptures in the old testament god finally says to samuel samuel give them a king i I I can't deal with it anymore i've begged them to serve me give them a king and samuel says god who do you want me to give to them He said, I'll tell you who I want. I'm going to raise up a young man. And so when that happens, God raises up a young man by the name of Saul. But to get Saul into position, God has to go to great lengths to place the man of God in the right position. And God says, Samuel, I want you to understand, to get him there, I need you. Let me tell you why. Saul's a young boy, but he's head and shoulders above anybody else. He's probably the best looking man and the tallest man in all of his family and all of the tribe. He kind of looked probably like. Dino, just to use him by example tonight. Amen? Dino, wave at me. You need to buy my lunch this week. Amen. (laughs) Marie says he's good-looking, but anyway, he chooses Saul, but Saul is not worried about being king. In fact, Saul doesn't care. Saul's daddy comes to him, and he says, boy, we've got some donkeys that are lost. I want you to take a servant, and I want you to go, and I want you to go find these donkeys. See, the amazing thing about God, young people, tonight you may have come here looking for to get somebody's phone number. You may have come here tonight, like Ashton who loves church, who's already said, Daddy, are we going to Porto after church tonight? You may have come to church. Just to get some cheese dip later. I don't know. You may be here tonight so you can give a girl's phone number that you may see somebody. You may set up something even sinful. I've seen that in church. But I'm letting you know tonight God knows that you knew you would be here tonight and God has a plan for your life. I don't care you're here because your daddy asked you to be here. You're here to see your young people and you're 25 and you feel like this word is not for you. I'm telling you, it is for you tonight. You cannot out run the hand of God. So Saul says, Dad, alright, I'll go chase these animals. So Saul begins to chase these animals and it just so happened that he could not find these donkeys. And all of a sudden he looks to his, his partner and he says, we better get back. How many of you, how many of you ever had a, a curfew? Anybody ever had a curfew? Amen. See, Aiden's gonna have an early, early curfew. I live 20 minutes from my high school. You think you live in the boonies? I lived in the boonies growing up, amen? And so what I would do, it would take 20 minutes from the town to get home, and I thought I could take 20 minutes and put it in four minutes and make it home. You might know what I'm talking about? See, but my daddy did not care. My daddy was crazy. <laughs> I can make up any story, Daddy. Aliens came down. They were in the middle of the road, and they were doing a license check. My daddy, go, I, I don't care. Twelve o'clock means twelve o'clock. I would say, Daddy, uh, Uncle Bill's cows were out, and I was trying to help him get cows. And David said, "You were getting cows at twelve o'clock midnight." Yes, sir. I was lying. Oh, I was lying. I needed to repent. But my daddy did not care. Twelve o'clock means twelve. Means twelve o'clock. Evidently, Saul had a daddy like that. And Saul says, "My daddy's going to be worried." But the boy beside him, the servant, him, side of him, it seems like God was working behind the scenes. Every time Saul wanted to go away from God's will, God would place the right person at the right time to point Saul in the right direction. Let me tell you tonight, you're not here by accident. God has positioned you tonight to place you here to hear God's word and hear the singing that is going on. Why? Because God loves you, God has a plan for your life, and God wants to do something great in your life. Amen. That wouldn't be the last time. The servant says, I know somebody. How many of you know somebody? See, in Wahala, I've already learned that. We need somebody to fix something in the house. Dino will say, I know somebody. Actually, it's Jessica. Or she's talking about Dino, but that's a different story. Amen. Everybody knows somebody. And that servant says, I know a man of God. I know this man of God who can tell you all things. And Saul says, well, I would go, but I don't have no money. He said, don't worry about it. I got a little piece of money in my pocket. Let's go. All throughout this, that wouldn't be the last time there would be maidens later on when they would get to the water who would say, you're on the right track. Keep on going. Keep on going. See, listen, young people, God will put the right youth pastor at the right time or the right friend in your class. God will put the right person beside of you on your ball team where you want to go the way of the world got to put the right person why because you're beautiful and you're wonderful, and God's got a plan for your life. And as your pastor, I don't want to see you waste your life or jeopardize your ministry on foolish people and foolish things. So I'm thankful for everybody that God has put in your life to get you to this point. Amen. By the time they get there, he runs into Samuel, and Samuel says, Let me tell you something, boy paraphrasing this is Society Hill English right here he says Roy listen I know you're looking after the animals don't worry about them I got them on check I'm letting you know that what you went out looking for I've already found but I gotta tell you something God is trying to make you the king Saul doesn't get it Danny Saul's like, uh whatever. But my daddy's going to beat me if I don't get home with his animals. You understand? And Samuel's like, boy, you don't get what's going on here. While you're chasing after these animals, God's already caught you and trying to place you the head of the house. See, young people, the enemy has a way of getting you to chase after foolish things when God's trying to make you the head of the house. Are you listening? How many of you chase after a boy that you know's not saved? And you chase after him, knowing in your mind he's not the right person. But you've got this thought, well, if I date him, I might can win him. Don't raise your hand now. Amen? Amen? But the Bible teaches us to not be unequally yoked. And nine times out of ten, nine out of ten, nine out of a hundred, whatever you want to say, you do not win him, he wins you in compromise. Are you listening? And see, that's what happens We are a generation, I believe, that the enemy is bewitching or fooling and distracting with everything going on, getting us to run after foolish things. Listen, there was no iPhones when I was a teenager. We had something called a rotary phone. (laughs) Five hours later, you're still trying to dial one number. Anybody listen? You know what I'm talking about. You understand? And if you're a long distance like me, we had that code, ring three times, hang up, and baby, I know it's you. (laughs) Kim knows what I'm talking about. That's all right. Amen. She lived out in Salem. She knows what I'm talking about tonight. Amen. Because it was long distance and Bob Nolan was crazy. I already told you that. But understand this tonight. We are, your, your generation I feel sorry for in the sense that you have all these great distractions where if we wanted a sinful flesh, we had to go find it in a store or dig deep. You can touch it with two clicks on your phone. And some of you are smart enough to delete it where mom and dad can't find it. But can I tell you something? I, you cannot outsmart God. And God has sent your pastor here to challenge you tonight with this word that you are too anointed and too called and too chosen to chase after people. I don't care if he's the quarterback, the running back, the band leader. I don't care if he's got the fastest, best car in Walhalla, O'Connor County. If he's not walking in the spirit, you don't need to chase him tonight. Only Joe Smith's amen-ing me right now. Amen? Are you listening? So when this happened, God finally gets his attention and says, Saul, listen, quit worrying about this foolishness. Quit worrying about these things. You're about to own everything. Oh, what's good. He would say, I'm about to give you everything and you're worried about these little animals. You're chasing after donkeys when you should be listening and chasing your destiny. When that takes place, to make a long story short, and I'll close here, and I want to pray with you. Anna, come here, please. Anna, will you meet me down here? I want you to get ready and help me. I did this about a decade ago, and I feel led to do this now. Jessica's probably the only one that remembers this because she was the only PD person in the house. You're going to represent Saul tonight. I was going to use Aiden, but I flipped it because I feel led to use you. But Aiden's going to serve me because he has a servant heart. Amen? How many, Give Aiden a hand. Now, will we going to do that? Amen. Yeah. So what happens is on the day that they're going to make Saul king and I can go through some more theology here let's just get to the big part on the day that they're going to make him king the most important day of his life his mama's there with a Polaroid camera because she wants to see her baby so she could go this is before Facebook all and you know how you know Anybody? Yeah, Mark's the only one that knows what I'm talking about. You shake it and you shake it and 30 minutes later you're still shaking and it comes in gray white. Anybody? Never mind. Anyway, and so, and so everybody's there. His mama's there. His his mama's best friend's there. His aunt's there. His auntie, his uncle, whatever family members you got. Everybody's there to see Saul. But the problem is Saul's not there. Everybody's there to see him be king. And his mama's done told everybody, my son's better. He's in position because I raised him. I cooked the best cornbread, yada, yada, yada. He looks like me, his daddy. All those things. But the problem is Samuel's there. God's there. His mama's there. But Saul's not there. On the most important day of his life, the scripture said that he was in hiding. And see, that's what I believe God's trying to do tonight. He's trying to pull some of you young people. There's some of you tonight, you're, you're anointed and you don't know it yet. Some of you got callings on your life, but you don't know it yet. You've been hiding out. Now listen, I prayed with a young lady before church. She's in hiding right now, but God has her in hiding. God's preparing her. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when you're called to do something right now, but you're afraid to step out because you're afraid somebody's going to make fun of you on your baseball team. And you're afraid somebody's going to make fun of you because you're not out there doing what the other teenagers are doing. Why? They're talking about sins of the flesh, and you know that you're not doing that. You can't just come out and say, no, I'm saving myself for marriage because it makes you feel bad but i'm telling you tonight god's calling you out of hiding so you can be a light in this dark world tonight amen <laughs> bring me a suitcase. so on the day that they, they're gonna crown him the bible says one translation says stuff one translation says equipment and one translation says baggage i like baggage so let me use that you go ahead and get another one get ready so what happens tonight saul you're gonna be king This is a $1,000 set of luggage. Don't mess it up, okay? No, I'm joking. It's $1,000. This is flea market from Florence. But anyway, you see the tape on it? Anyway, so what's happened is saw your king, but you don't know it yet. So what happens, the enemy princess, queen, princess, but they don't know it yet. So before before the devil can let her reach her destiny, he's got to send the wrong family member to do the wrong thing. You with me? He's got to send the the wrong boyfriend at the wrong time when mom and daddy are separated. He's got to send the wrong person there, right? because if he waits when she's fully mature in the spirit, he can't get her. So before the crowning day, he's got to get these young ladies and these young men. So to do that, he wants to wait you down because, see, God wants to make you free in the spirit. So what he does tonight, I want you to grab this. I want you to hold it. I know it's going to be heavy, and you can put it down in a minute, but for a little bit, let's just hold it. See, this is the first thing the Lord spoke to me in prayer this afternoon. These are lies. See, lies, you know, sticks and stones... May break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's a lie. Words are killer. You're ugly. You're fat. You were born that way. Your mama doesn't love you. She left you. Your daddy doesn't love you. He left you. Those type things, they're a killer. And kids, they're trying to find themselves. Kids can be mean at times. Teenagers can be mean because they're just trying to find their place too. And so what the devil wants to do, he wants to load you down with lies. Because listen, you can play an instrument well and you brought the house down a while ago with that. But if I can get you to believe that you were born a certain way, or if I can get you to believe that your mama and daddy doesn't love you, if I can get you to believe tonight that you're not who your pastor says you is, you are. Then you will begin the drift. And if I can get you the drift of lies, I've got you, young lady. And even though you're anointed, even though you're talented, I'm gonna stop you from your destiny. Because then, once I keep you from your destiny, I'll get you chasing donkeys once again. You'll get busy trying to find the right guy, even though God said wait. You'll get busy trying to find something to make you happy. And so, God, the devil will put drugs in your path. He'll put alcohol in your path. you once sang in the youth choir. It's hard now. It's not even your fault. It's not even your fault tonight. These lies have been placed on you. That's the job of the enemy. He's good at it. His name means liar. He's an accuser of the brethren. There's young people sitting here tonight. Their parents told them that they wish they'd never been born. And they're sitting here with the lies on their shoulder and they can't reach their destiny. See, that's what he did. Bring me another one tonight. Quickly, quickly. Bring me another Not only lies. Once lies are there, he'll bring depression. Young people, left and right. Or doing depression. You're called a minister but it's going to be hard to play that instrument with lies and depression. I never thought I would use depression with young people but there's young people all around us tonight they hate going home and when they go home they go to their rooms and they lock their doors and the only thing they hear is mama and daddy fussing. Daddy's been drinking since he got off work even if he went to work. Daddy's been drinking and mama's been away doing her thing and so now you don't even want to go home anymore so depression sets in. You wonder God why did you make me like this? God why did you put me in this family. Anybody listening tonight? See, I've been there. I've been there. God, why? Why is mom and daddy fuss all night long? God, why? Why did me and my little brother have to live for a summer in a halfway house? See, people don't know that about my life. God, why? Why, God, did you take my sister to drugs? God, why did you? My older brother was kicked out of school for doing drugs in the middle of the classroom. God, why these things? I didn't want to be myself. I didn't want to have to live up to my last name. So there are the lies that are there and then there, there's depression. Bring me something else. <laughs> and see, once that happens, then you got to find somebody. I don't know how you're going to do this, so i just put it behind you, I guess, for right now, because, you see, now, now the enemy puts the wrong friends around you. You're called, but you got a lot of baggage on you, girl. And then we, the church says, you would have done something good. But sorry. Lies and depression and wrong friends. We can't use you anymore, some churches and they I'll wait you down, bring me some more. Then not only that, this is sin. I've lied to you. You don't even love yourself. You're doing things with your body and your mind that you would never do, but because you believe this lie, and you live in darkness, and the enemies put the wrong people around you, then I'm gonna put sin. Can I just, can I, I don't know, can I put it, put it? Put it? And see, now that's sin. You were called, and you're chosen. But Daddy can't even see the young girl in the choir anymore. The only thing he sees is the filth in the baggage. Bring me some more. We'll just keep loading her down. That's what the enemy does. And so on and so on. Baggage all around you. You're called. You're chosen. You're, you're, you're Anna Holbrooks. You're Saul the night, but you get it. But you get all that filth on you. I don't know what young person I'm going to preach tonight, but don't you hear me as I close. I don't care what you've been told. The devil's a lie tonight. If you've ever been told that you shouldn't have been born, you're born because God and his providence saw fit to protect you, just like he did Moses. Brother no, I'm the only one saved in my family. That's all right. You've got a destiny. Pastor, I'm the only one. My mom and dad divorced. My mama left me. All right, all right. That's some baggage in your life, right? But you know what the Holy Ghost will do? What Samuel did to Saul. Son, this is not what you need. You don't understand, young lady? These are lies. They're not even truths. You're the queen. God's got a call for you. These friends, no, 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 they're waiting you down right now. Oh, you could be like darkness, but you can't go out partying with them. Because when you go out partying with them, you forfeit the right to witness to them. So I'm I'm gonna remove that, okay? See, that's what the Holy Ghost does. He puts you in a service like this that says, I know you've been sinning, but my blood is sufficient. And he throws it away. I don't care if you had an abortion. God can forgive you tonight. I'm not advocating you to go do that. I'm saying if you have done that, his grace is sufficient. And he takes you all the way back to the last thing and he pushes the lies away and now you're free once again to step up and say, God, crown me to what you have for me. That's what he wants to do tonight, amen? amen. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. There are people here tonight, amen. Stay there, stay there. Amen. Stand with me all over the house. I told you real quick, listen to me. There are older people here tonight. You come just to support and God's speaking to you. This old word that God's pulled out is for somebody in this house tonight. I don't care what you've done or where you've been, it's time to take the baggage off. I want to speak life into some young people's life tonight. I want to speak life over some young people that are broken and hurt. The enemy has convinced you and told you that you can't. Listen to me, I know about baggage, saints. I know about being weighted down and people say, you would do this, you were going there. But let me tell you, God didn't give up on me and God's not giving up on you tonight. Are you listening to me? I don't care how you were raised. I don't care if you were touched wrong, lied on, put down, stepped on, broken. I don't care. God is able to raise you up. <laughs> raise you up. Come on, give him Praise. Would you bow your heads with me real quickly? Young people, on the count of three, I want you to come. And you say, Pastor, I got to get some junk off tonight. I, I can be what God's called me to be. One, I don't want you to worry about your friends. Only way I want you to worry about your friends is grab their hand. Two, I don't care what's been said over you. I know you're hurting. I know you're broken. I know the enemy is telling you because mom left, dad left, sister left, that you can't, but you hear me tonight. God will heal the wounds. Three. Step out right now, young people. Come quickly. Quickly, quickly, come, come quickly, 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 come stand. I don't want you to kneel. I want you to come stand. I want you to come stand. I want my children's pastors, college and career, youth pastor, leaders. Come, come, pastors. I want to lay hands on these young people. I wanna see them filled. Ashley, come on. I wanna see filled with the Holy Ghost tonight. This is our church now tomorrow. This is our church, Pastor Russell, right now. Right now, right now, right now. Now, would you step out by faith and come stand behind them? Come stand all over the house. Church, move, move, move. In Jesus' name, let me get by you. Father tonight, Holy Spirit, I don't know her story. We have a special need tonight. Pastor Russell was going to minister tonight, but me and him talked, and I believe it's God's will for me to preach, but behind those scenes, Chandler has just texted him, has asked for his church family to pray for him. That's a good thing, amen? I mean, you know, we have children and grandchildren, all of us, we have families, and out of this life, the enemy wants to attack our families, doesn't he, Amen. But our church family is gonna prevail in this matter. And I'm excited that channel reached out to us tonight. I'm gonna anoint Vic. I want you young people to come pray. In fact, step down one, I want the young people to pray. Leaders, help me. I want us to war right now. I want us to war. Father, y'all pray, young people pray. Father, in Jesus' name, adults help us. By faith, God, have your way in this house, yes.